0: It is DDS from the DDS studios. We are your hosts, Blake Milton and Bradley Newberry. And from the man cave, you know him, you love him. It's Matthew Two-Tone Blue Parker. Parker, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm still sweating from the last time I talked
1: to you guys about the SEC East, and I'm ready to go to the West.
2: <laughs> Anytime we get to get together and talk about some football and some predictions, stir the pot a little bit. I love it. Welcome, everybody, to the West Prediction Show.
0: Absolutely. We got a lot of big-name teams here. A lot, I think we might have some interesting predictions here in the West. Uh, the East was definitely interesting, so I can't wait to hear everybody's predictions for the West. But, guys, before we get started, go ahead. Down below, really a big favor for us. Helps us out a ton. Hit that like and subscribe button. Go ahead and hit the notification bell for notifications. If you don't want notifications, don't click it. No big deal. Hit the rumble button on rumble. Check us out on all our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Tac. You can catch all the audio versions of all these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Newberry, where are we starting?
2: We are starting with the Auburn Tigers. Last year, Auburn went six and seven, three and five in SEC play behind coach Brian Harson. He's coming back for his second year. His biggest, biggest claim to fame last year, Parker, was he almost won the Iron Bowl against Bama.
1: Yeah, I'd say his biggest claim to fame maybe would have happened in the offseason, but we'll leave that for a different story. But, but they, you're right. But they also didn't end it well. You know, five game losing streak to end the year. Uh, they lost transfers all over the place. Guys, this team's going to be bad. They don't have a quarterback. I'm going to guess it's TJ Finley from LSU, but I'm going to sit here and say right now, right here, Brian Harson will lose his job this year, probably during the season. Wow. wow.
0: That wow. is a bold prediction for all you folks out there. Uh, but, I mean, you mentioned it, Mike Bobo, he's out as OC. They promoted their wide receivers coach, Eric Kees- Keeson. I guess that's how you say that um Bo Nix he gone he gone to Oregon uh TJ Finley yeah I guess he's the guy right um I guess Zach Calzada is he's in there too somewhere I mean transfers all over the place goodness gracious the transfer portal is wreaking havoc uh their leading receiver is gone uh he what he he went to UCF I mean good grief um I don't know Tank Bixby he's the one bright spot right He's great running back. There was a time that everybody thought he was going to be transferring out. He was uh, definitely on everybody on the top of everybody's list, but he's good. He's very, very good. Um, I don't know. I don't see it this year. I think they're gonna struggle for sure. Um I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say he's gonna get lose his job in the middle of the year, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be uphill sledding this year for sure.
2: Parker mentioned a lot of drama (laughs) surrounding this team and it continues this week. Oh boy. TJ Finley. He's known to be a kind of a mobile quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh TJ Finley was also mobile this week earlier when he fled from police. (laughs) (laughs) He was arrested on Thursday after fleeing police two different times. So there's trouble all around the Auburn program. Parker predicted that he might be the starting quarterback. He might be. He'll even be on campus. He might be in jail somewhere.
1: (laughs) It's just, it's so difficult when it becomes police and the, with with these college teams, we don't know, man. It's not that you know, like I don't know. Sometimes these guys they show up and they play the whole season. Sometimes they're gone. And like Blake <laughs> mentioned, like my boy Bo Nix headed to Oregon. Not only did they brings out Cal's it's almost like they traded for Robbie Ashford, Oregon's yeah. quarterback. So I, I just don't know. I just assume college football that you know, money changes, <laughs> and all these guys are fine. So. But I have absolutely no idea. The one good thing is Tanks-Bigsby is is absolutely fantastic. And, man, this defense, though, they need to force more turnovers. Going back and look at it last year, if you take out the bowl game and if you take out the Alabama State game, you know, they had eight turnovers in 11 games as an SEC defense. It's just unacceptable.
2: Parker mentioned it. Tank, 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns, and now to the sweet spot where he says they may be a worse team, but when you look at the schedule, I see some Ws. What do you see, Blake?
0: You know, I don't really know what to expect. Again, with the transfer portal being what it is, these teams are bringing in all these guys. We've got three freaking quarterbacks here. They're all transfers at some point. I'm sure all of them all of them didn't come in just to sit on the bench. So I mean, it's hard to even know who you're gonna get game after game. Uh, I know it's a great opportunity for for some of these coaches in situations like Auburn to maybe retool, but if you don't go out and get the right pieces, it's really just gonna end up biting you right in the ass. Uh, but you look at their schedule,
2: they, they start with tough five. They start with five home games in a row.
0: Yeah, they. they I mean, they do, they do, and then they got a, a, One of those homes ga, home games being LSU. Then they're Man. at Georgia, at Ole Miss. Then they host Arkansas. Then they got Mississippi at Mississippi State. That's not going to be a a cakewalk. And then they got Texas A and M and Bama. And then they round out the year against Bama. You didn't even mention Penn State. No, I didn't. That's. I mean. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is it, it the schedule does not favor them for sure. They're going to have to upset a few of those folks to be able to salvage a halfway decent season. Could they do it? I mean, I, I guess anything's possible, but uh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. You would want you, me to go ahead and start off? Yeah, I'll go ahead have? and start them off. I'm going milk toast here, six and six. I, I think this seems
1: awful. The only way I think this team wins games is that they fire the coach in the middle of the season and they, and they rally for that because that's, that's a thing. There's another big stat out there as far as regression. I'm, y'all know I'm big on that. They need to hold on to the ball. Last year they had 23 fumbles. They lost eight. That number is usually 50-50, so it's going to come back to bite them. I think this team is dreadful. I think this might be one of those teams that Missouri beats four and eight. Wow.
2: Could it just be so far gone that they lose at home again what against Western Kentucky?
0: I don't know. I mean, you know they're catching they they're catching Western Kentucky <laughs> on a down year, so it's kind of hard to say, but oh, nothing would surprise me though.
2: I mean, it's Lord. just you
0: saw the mass exodus happen. Yeah. And then you see a few kind of
2: you know, kind of decent pieces come in, but what does it really mean? Sorry, Auburn fans, it's not getting any better here. I've got you going predicted at five and seven, no bowl game, um, and then you have decisions to make in the offseason.
0: Oh, boy.
1: If Bailey Zappi was still in Western Kentucky, that would be just sign me up, baby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, where are we heading to next, anyway?
2: Next, we're going to the Bayou, the LSU Tigers. Last year the Tigers earned a record of six and seven, three and five in SEC play. They have a brand new head coach. Brian Kelly comes in from Notre Dame, but he's only got six starters back. Parker, is this gonna be a story of welcome to the SEC, Coach Kelly? This
1: team Has the third best roster in all of the SEC, and like I I liked LSU last year. They lost their quarterback before the season started, and it didn't stop there. They were outside the top 130 for the amount of starters injured. That's got to come back for the for the other way around. This team is already more talented than any team that Kelly coached in the last few years.
0: Yeah, I mean he's about to you know find out that he's walking into. Uh, a situation where talent is not going to be an issue. I mean, not that he had a, a lack of talent necessarily at Notre Dame, but the resources, you know, the talent pool to pull from in the Southeastern part of the United States. I, I mean, it just, it's second to none. When you come facilities, all of that, what he's going to have to deal with now though, unlike Notre Dame where, you know, I know that everybody says, Oh, we expect to win every year. Well, LSU thinks that they should win the national title every year. They do. That's the expectation down there in Louisiana. They think the time is now. They didn't bring in, I'm just going to use them as an example. They didn't bring in uh, 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 Billy Napier to try to, you know, turn LSU around. They brought in a Brian Kelly because they think Brian Kelly can win right now. They got talent. He's going to learn real quick, and hope hopefully for his sake, not the hard way, that it's not okay just to be okay in LSU.
2: Wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte could be the comeback player of the year. Parker, I ask you, because I know it's not Joe Burrow, who's the quarterback?
1: I'm glad you said Keishon Boutte, because he's the second-best wide receiver in the league, but the quarterback is who I think it was last year. I think it's Miles Brennan. He's back after in injury. The only other guy it could be the transfer from Arizona State. Yep. Uh, Jaden Daniels, I mean, he didn't transfer to not start. But, right. of course, Brennan didn't transfer to not start either. Right. I, mean, I, I think that's it. I mean, they've got four new starters this year on the offensive line. They also – the quarterback may not be the question this year, but next year. They brought in transfers from all over the board. Walker Howard's a, Howard is a five-star quarterback that they brought in in the roster. Look for him as a blue chipper to take over next year.
0: I mean, you look at the offense, yeah, there's plenty of tools there. Defense. Oh, man. Uh, you know, they held their own last year. Um, secondary's got to take a step up is what I have written down here. They got a lot of good young talent, but they got to improve. You know, there's a lot of transfers that have come through the door. Hopefully, for their sake, it, it, it yields some dividends there. Um, It's Baton Rouge, man. It's LSU. You have the advantage of playing in Death Valley at night sometimes against teams that you really want to take advantage of, like a Tennessee that is kind of an upstart team. It's an advantage. You got talent. They got some 50-50 games. I got the Tennessee game, the Florida game, Old Miss game, and the Arkansas game is 50-50 games. Actually, it, and the Florida State game. Sorry, I missed that one. You Cheers. mentioned you
1: mentioned the defense and you're right, it's got to get better. Last year the defensive se- the secondary was outside the top 100 and they had two fantastic players including Derek Stanley Jr. back there. But mm-hmm. they just quit. They quit on that team and they brought in a new guy. The new guy they brought in his name is Matt House. He's the defensive coordinator there. He helped turn the Kansas City Chiefs into a good defense. He was their linebackers coach. He was responsible for Kentucky becoming a good defensive team, and now he goes there. And he already is inheriting a team. Last year, LSU pressured the quarterback more than any team in the SEC. We're not talking about some Mac team. We're talking about the SEC. So one year, this coaching staff is fantastic. I really like Brian Kelly and Matt House. I think it's going to turn this up a notch. Not a notch, maybe five notches. This LSU defense, I think is going to be good in year one.
2: What do you see for some predictions?
0: All right, like I said, they have five, you know, after my recount they're adding Florida State, five 50-50 games. I think that they're going to win three of those five. I got them going 8 and 4.
1: Much like the SEC East, here I go again. The schedule is going to be brutal. They're going to play five teams that are going to have top twenty defenses, and we don't even. We're sitting here saying who's going to be the quarterback.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm taking what I see them at their ceiling, and that's seven and five.
2: I look at this schedule, and I see eight eight home games to only four games on the road. The key in taking LSU's schedule, or I guess record from good to great this year is how well do you perform on the road i'm guessing you go one and three on the road and i'm forecasting seven and five as my predicted record all right all right here comes
0: the the part of the schedule of the of the predictions that might start to get spicy moving
2: on we're going to mississippi state bulldogs
0: Guy there, look Mississippi at that crazy man there.
2: They they earned seven and six record, four and four in the SEC behind coach Mike Leach. He brings back the air raid for a third season. 17 starters return. They found themselves in the top 30 of both offense and defense. Parker, do you like anything, or is it just eh?
1: hey? You mentioned it right there. They're the most experienced returning team in the SEC, and as experienced as they may be, they did lose a major piece in Charles Cross to the NFL, and everybody's going to talk about this high-flying offense of Mike Leach, right? Well, guess what, fellas? He cracked 500 yards one time, and that was against the juggernaut on West End, Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> While this offense <laughs> passes it a ton, and they do, they don't go downfield. Last year, they were fourth in the nation in total yards, but dead last in yards completion that's in the same breadth of Temple and UConn. <clears throat>
0: Whoops. Yeah. Uh, Will Rogers, you know, he had good numbers last year, I guess. Any quarterback in that system, I guess, would have some good numbers. But like you said, they don't really go downfield much, right?
2: Gardner um, Minshew had good numbers in that yeah, offense.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, can they make it happen with a below-average run game? Ooh. Can you do that in the SEC? Um, there's a lot of good defensive fronts in the SEC this year. And I think that that could spell trouble. You know, their defense its finished 30th in the nation last year. Um, Can they make it happen again? Can they get to the quarterback? I mean, can they be one of those high-level defensive lines that are in the SEC this year? I mean, the secondary still has to take a step forward regardless, right? So, they got some transfers in. Aaron Brule, or excuse me, he transferred out to Michigan State. He was their big defensive playmaker. There's still some some guys coming in, I guess, for the transfer portal. I mean, every damn team seems like they got, you know, 14, 15 transfers this year from Long Beach State Tech Community College and the like. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I, but I just don't see it. I'm not really convinced. I mean, I think that Mike Leach is hilarious, but that's about the extent of it.
1: You know,
2: Will, Oh, go ahead, Park.
1: Oh, no. Go, go ahead, Bradley. Go for it. Sorry.
2: Will Rogers, his 378 passing yards per game. Blake, I'm calling it fraudulent. Woo! First time we've heard that word this year. <laughs> he has lost his best receiver in Makai Polk, who accounted for 105 receptions. This is all about the system, man. I'm sure there'll be somebody out there running around catching little go routes and stop and goes and he'll be just fine but not so fast my friend (laughs) on thinking that Mississippi State's ready to jump up to nine wins go ahead Parker there is a stat out there
1: with Leach whenever he takes over and a quarterback is in their third year that they absolutely just go nuclear I don't think that that's the stat that I'm not gonna go into it but I don't think that's the stat that's going to go here. I think while we all talk offense, and Blake hinted at it, the key to this is Bradley's favorite side of the ball. Defense. Exactly. And the secondary is terrible this year, I believe. So they're going to have to get pressure. Last year, they landed 28 sacks. That's good for 72nd. Bookended by Georgia Southern in New Mexico.
0: Mm. What do you see? The forecast. Good Lord Almighty. I'm, I, look, I just don't see it. I got him going four and eight.
2: Ooh, not even a bowl game.
0: No, I think that people start looking at Mike, Le- Mike Leach by the end of the year.
2: Yikes.
1: I, this is one of my favorite things, fellas, because when there's 50 50 games, what's important? The important thing is special teams. And last year, the Bulldogs went fourteen. That was weird. Fourteen and twenty-five on field goal attempts. So they hit the transfer portal like professionals, and they brought in the big dog from Coastal Carolina, Massimo Biscardi Jr. Where he's gone forty-six of fifty-seven in four years from the field goals, which I think buys them an extra two wins. While this team may be better than last year, they're going to have less wins. Give them six, six and six. I lean closer to five than seven, though.
2: All right, so I'm looking at the first three weeks versus Memphis. I can never tell what Memphis is gonna do. They they seem if they to lost like, to last they year. They to sneak up on teams it was all kinda, the time. Then they go know. to that Pac-12 juggernaut Arizona. Have to make that trip, but then they go to Baton Rouge. They could go win three. I'm not predicting that they go one and three, but they could. <laughs> and then they got, <laughs> then they got a stretch of Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia. Good luck with that one. It's not on the their schedule's not on their side. I think you are who you are. I'm giving you six wins and a bowl, six and six.
0: Wow. Okay. I think y'all
2: are nucking futts. We could be. <laughs> Mississippi State fans tell Blake how he missed the mark with only four wins.
1: Yeah, ring your cowbell. Ooh. They don't have internet. In Hail State.
0: You can say whatever we want. You're right. They don't have internet.
2: But we're going to a team that is building quickly. We're coming to you, Texas A&M. They only earned a record of eight and four, four and four in the SEC behind coach Jimbo Fisher. He's been there since 2018 Parker. He just inked the number one recruiting class for 2022. They need, they need, need an SEC West title to make all of this come together. I just don't know that they can.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be this year. They absolutely need it. But you know what? They landed the top recruiting class of 2022, but, you know, freshmen are children, and they usually don't uh, contribute uh, immediately. But this roster, I'm talking – we're talking a year early. This roster has 11 seniors on it. That's it. The future for this team is crazy, crazy bright. I I just think that – I feel like maybe we keep saying this about them, but next year seems to be the year for this team.
0: Yeah, you know, I was gonna say, you know, it feels like we keep saying, "Oh man, did you just look at what they're building?" It's gonna be next year. I really went out on a limb last year for these guys, and they made me look like a dipshit. Let's just be <laughs> real about it. They laid, as far as I'm concerned, that that what were they that eight and four record was a giant
2: goose egg for me. But <laughs> I had them in the SEC title with eleven and one last year, and we saw how that went. But it's hard to ignore
0: the amount of talent that they're amassing. It's hard to ignore that. I mean, there are some people calling it a freshman invasion that, that, that they're having uh, with all the talent that they're having coming through there. Uh, but they're going to have to push that ball downfield better. They got to get better there
2: because uh, that was kind of their thing.
0: They never really could push it downfield.
2: But that's that's it because very early in the season, Parker, we had the injury to quarterback Haynes King, and then they just never really got that consistent play, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Zach Calzada, who may not start or may start for another team. Who knows? This year, we're looking at Max Johnson. He was good at LSU with a terrible offensive line. Maybe maybe he does something. I I don't know. They've got to be able to run the ball better. They've got a great running back, but their line was terrible last year. 20% of their runs were stuffed. Guys, it's not just – again – With SEC team after SEC team, brutal, brutal schedule. At one point during this schedule, there is a non-game stretch where the average defense they play is going to be ranked in the top 25.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to find a way to get get the ball downfield. You mentioned the quarterback situation. What does Newberry always say? If you don't have one quarterback, how many do you got, Newberry.
2: None. I usually say if you've got three, you've got nothing. Exactly. So,
0: I mean, I know they've got a young, talented guy sitting on the bench. Connor, I believe it's Wiseman. I can't tell if it's an SRG, guys. I'm sorry. Can't read my own writing. But he apparently is a very highly touted quarterback that they are really high on, and he is chomping at the bits. And it would not surprise me for Jimbo at some point if he's not liking what he's seeing from some of these older guys, fine, I'm going with my own guy here. Yeah, It wouldn't surprise me one bit to see that.
2: Let me tell you what I like about this team. I like their defense. <laughs> Parker, knew it was coming. They only allowed 15.9 points per game. Defensive coordinator, DJ Durkin has gobs of talent up front. They're going to be nasty. They need to beat Bama. They need to win the West, but I'm not predicting it.
1: Dude, defense, you took the words right out of my, my mouth. If you look at it, Look at the D line. They lost everybody from last year, but it doesn't matter. They brought in they brought in recruits. They brought on transfers. On average, every single person on the defense is a top one hundred recruit in the country. All of them.
0: Yep. Walter Nolan, Shamar Stewart, Gabriel Brownlow, Dindy, Anthony Lucas. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, the amount of talent that's sitting on that defensive line. So, I mean, we're talking about talent again, right? We're we're amassing all this talent. Is is this going to be the year? Are we going to take that next step forward? Are we going to skip a step and then leapfrog Bama?
2: I'm not so sure about that. What do you think? What do you see? Do they slip up against Sam Houston in week one? No.
0: I see a collision course. Again, we said this last year, right? Collision course in week seven when they play the Alabama Crimson Tide. I see no reason that those two teams shouldn't be six and zero
2: at that point. That's all and I got to say about final, that, and their final record is,
0: I've got them going ten and two.
1: Strong. Yep. Texas a Wins games, they have no business winning, and they lose games, they have no business losing. Last year, they lost to Mississippi State. Last year, they lost to Mississippi. Last year, they lost to a bad LSU team. And I think it's going to happen again. This schedule is brutal. I am very down. Seven and five.
0: (laughs) Wow. I could, might be right.
2: What can I say? I I, uh, I can make an argument that they barely make a bowl and go six and six, but I'm not going to. I think they hit a rough stretch with uh, they're playing in Jerry World against Arkansas, the beloved team of Jerry Jones. At Mississippi State may bite them. At Bama, they're just thinking too much in that game. I'm going ten and two. 10 and 2.
1: It's going to be a fun and one. And it, could,
2: it could be as low as 6 and 6. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: It is a tough one to pick. It really is.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it,
2: but I mean, I mean be,
0: they bit me in the ass. Would it be surprising
2: so. if we saw Texas AM and LSU flip?
0: I could see that.
2: I mean, but the thing is,
0: though, is after an 8 and 4 season, a 10 win season, I mean, that's kind of how you do it, right? You progressively get better and better. And you let that talent grow up a little bit along the way. You let them get filled full of piss and vinegar because you lost Alabama last year. That's what I'm thinking.
2: Ready to move. There we go. (laughs) All right. We're we're going to Sue Pig Suey. (laughs) (laughs) Arkansas Razorbacks. Last year, they earned a nine and four overall record, four and four in SEC play behind coach Sam Pittman returning for his third year. A lot of excitement, but Parker, how in the world do they repeat this? They don't. (laughs) (laughs) Fans are high on KJ
1: Jefferson. I've watched him a lot. I don't know how to be nice about it. He's overrated. I wanted to do the Big Suey noise, but I have too much respect for myself. The offensive coordinator, Kendall Bryles, is the reason K.J. Jefferson is succeeding. By the way, excuse his last name of Bryles there. It's a whole different thing. But that offense is really quarterback friendly. It's set up to hit the first guy he looks at, right? Most of the time he doesn't have to work through progressions. And the first guy he's looking at this year isn't the name of Traylon Burks? When KJ Jefferson was in known passing situations on third and fourth down, Arkansas was ranked barely inside the top 100 for passing offenses.
0: Yeesh. But I mean, look, is Sam Pittman not like the best fit for any team ever? I, I just feel like he kind of fits the personality of Arkansas. Kind of hard nosed. <laughs> Probably overachieves every now I, and then. He I, probably, I, you know, pushes pushes away from the table every Thanksgiving after two plates and doesn't eat a third or fourth or fifth plate like like a good boy. I thought
2: it was Eddie O. Uh, Gold Tiger. Gold <laughs> cool Tigers.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like KJ Jefferson. I think mean, I mean, is he overrated? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but he, you know, I kind of look at him and he reminds me of the old NCAA. Uh, football games where when the guys are rolling out, it kind of looks like they're just kind of walking. That's (laughs) how I kind of view him whenever he's rolling out of the pocket. So I I don't know. For me, I I don't know. Can they repeat last year? I don't
2: know. I I got questions. I mean, we've talked about KJ Jefferson returning. No Traylon Burks. They got four offensive linemen returning the big hogs. They've got the running back Rocket Sanders coming back. But, Parker, I want to talk about defense. Uh, Go go figure. And this defense allowed 30-plus points in SEC play. They are just better than the Vols in Vanderbilt. Only four starters returned. It could be a long season.
1: Last year, they had the slowest pass rush in all of college football. All of it. And on top of that, they lost, like you just said, their defensive tackles, their defensive ends, their linebackers. The one good thing the defense has going for it Much like their offense, is this coordinator, Barry Odom. It's one of those defenses, like their offense, that seems to thrive on scheme. So we'll see if that will continue under completely new players.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, if they weren't getting the job done, it could be the best thing that could happen to the defense. Cycle through them. Get them out of there. You know, because they do, they're they're asking a lot of their defensive secondary to hold their man, you know, to, to stay with them for a very long time. Because like you said, how slow that pass rush is. Maybe it'll get a little, I mean, if it gets a little bit better, how much does that exponentially help their defense overall?
2: Release the Hogs. They might have to scheme it up. If they don't have the talent to win one-on-one against offensive linemen, they got to scheme it up. Yeah. The, the,
1: the one thing you mentioned about the returners, and, and I mentioned there too, they lost their tackles, defensive end linebackers. The one thing they didn't lose their secondary. So that's where they should be the strongest. Um, so we'll see if they can hold up there.
2: All right, we'll go to Blake. What do you see on the schedule? Parker says it doesn't matter. I mean, they may be a worse team, but because of schedule, they may get some wins.
0: Yeah, you know, they're in week two. I got them going with a 50 50 game against South Carolina. We'll see how that goes. Texas A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State, BYU.
2: That's a dangerous game. I
0: know. That's a trap game right there. BYU. Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, rounding out the season with Missouri. I mean, it's going to be tough sledding. But you know what? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think that they can repeat last year and get another nine-win season. I got them going nine and three.
1: I think K.J. Jefferson is fraudulent.
2: Oh, there it is again.
1: <laughs> and I also know Vegas of these 12 games, six of them are just are picked by less than three points either way. Half of them by Vegas are toss-up games. So I've got them going, losing a lot of those toss-up games. <laughs> Traylon Burks, honestly, seriously, saved them a lot last year. They've got a big time wideout from Oklahoma in Hazelwood coming in. Maybe he saves them, but maybe he's transferring because he sucks. So I'm going to go with
2: six and six just barely barely hanging on i got no no good footing to stand on with defense which is what i love i think they uh, benefit from a little bit of scheduling love this season i could make an argument of six and six but i can't Uh, i'm gonna go eight and four but i don't know that they're a better team yeah I'll give them eight wins, but I I don't see I don't see how they're better unless there's something I just don't know. No.
0: They're gonna have to win a lot of close games. They're gonna have to.
2: And close meaning 35-32. There you go. We're moving on. We're going to the old Miss Rebels. Or the land sharks, whatever the hell they're called. They uh, they were ten and three last year, a six and two SCC record. Coach Lane Kiffin returning for his third year, gentlemen. He returns with a golf ball, but he's not returning with many players from last season's team. Parker, this is a story of transfers, transfers, transfers. Tell us more.
1: Yeah, you've said it right there, transfers. I mean. The coaches voted Ole Miss in the top 25, even if they did lose everyone, as a testament to Lane Kiffin and the transfer por- portal. The only team to hit the transfer portal as hard or maybe harder you can you can debate is Lincoln Riley at USC. The O-line has four starters coming back, and the one guy not coming back, guess what? Lane has a four-star four star guy transfer to go fill that shoe. So you're right. This is incredibly difficult to proje- project how these guys are going to gel.
0: I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, if there's a guy who knows how to play the game, right, in college football, I mean, it's got to be the lane train, right? He's very, He's been very critical about this whole NIL situation and the transfer portal. But, man, I, I, I think he might have done a pretty good job with it. I mean, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I mean, yeah, Matt Corral's gone. Enter USC transfer Jackson Dart. What a name, by the way, for, for a freaking dart. quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you got Luke Atmire, who's also competing for the job, but it seems like, uh, again, I I imagine he didn't come all the way from USC, that's Dart, to sit on the bench. I imagine that. Uh, Wide receivers, whole host of, good Lord, look at all these transfers. Jordan Watkins from Louisville, Malik Heath from Mississippi State, Jalen Robinson from UCF, and Michael Trigg from USC. I mean, he basically retooled his entire wide receiver room. Plus, he's got jonathan mingo coming back so we're we're just gonna have to see there. offensive line gotta get better pass bro gotta get better right got i don't know man i feel like lane is scheming it up man i think he's got he's the transfer to. portal he just got it right here he said i'm gonna take all these guys
2: right here all the transfers can this work Can they gel together as a team? But I want to talk about defense, Parker. (laughs) This defense last year improved from giving up 38 points a game to only, well, I say only, but 24 points a game last year. The schedule may allow for some momentum early on, but uh, there may be doomsday. Do you see anything on the defense?
1: Yeah, you're right about the schedule. I mean, early on, it's going to be slow-pitch softball for this guy. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the offense is absolutely – it doesn't matter what the defense is because to start it out, again, the schedule has something to do with it. The mm-hmm. first get-six games, the defense they're playing against is going to average at 120th ranked in the country. The final six is going to be the 20th. So th- those last half, you're right, the defense is going to have to step up, but – they have a new defense coming in this year which is incredibly difficult to learn in their one year it's a, it's a totally different scheme but again this is one of those schemes that is supposed to be better it doesn't matter what players you have it's just the scheme is supposed to be better but it usually takes a year to implement can they implement that in half a year that's going to have a lot to do with if this defense is any good
2: or not all right blake looking at the schedule he mentioned slow pitch softball hope nobody (laughs) throws softballs at Lane Kiffin on the field. What do you see on this schedule? I
0: see a lot, a lot of wins early, all the way through the (laughs) middle of the year, and then they're going to run into this Texas A&M team, and and I think that's where you start to kind of get some of these games where it's like, eh, hopefully the defense has got, got a little bit of time to gel. You know, I, I, what do I have written down here for defense, Newberry? Bend, not break, right? I mean, that's kind of what I think that their MO is going to have to be going against some of these teams in the back half of their year. I got them going nine and three again.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, outside of Alabama, for the entire year, they don't play a top 25 offensive team. They will start the season at least five and one just based on schedule alone. Finally, we have an FCC team that goes the other way instead of playing just something brutal. Nine and three. Yeah, let's go nine and three.
2: All right. Softball time. I've got um, seven. Seven straight victories, including a win against Kentucky. But then, gentlemen, oh, do the brakes fall off? A loss at LSU, a loss at AM, a loss versus Mama, a loss at Arkansas, and to top it off, a loss at home against Mississippi State. They're going seven and five.
1: I had them eight and four, and I convinced myself to go nine and three in the middle of this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell me how crazy I am, old miss. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Pretty crazy. And lastly, we're going. To the roll tide country of Alabama and the crimson tide. There he is.
0: Now, now we couldn't have found a worse pitch picture of, of Nick Saban, him hey. actually drinking out of a bottle. Goodness gracious,
2: <laughs> he is human. He has to he has to drink liquid. Last year, they earned a thirteen and two record, seven and one in the SEC play. Nick Saban, you just saw him. He's been there since 2007, and I've already mentioned that uh, coaches with tenure, where they put their stamp on the program, that's that's hard to beat, man. He's 178-25. and 25. He's earned six national titles while with Bama, eight SEC championships. His resume goes on and on and on, but uh, for me, when you look at the team, beyond the coach. They have the reigning, defending Heisman Trophy champion winner, Bryce Young, coming back, and he may be better this year, Parker.
1: Yes, sir, there, Mr. McMahon. He might be better. And if Bryce Young wants to be a legend at Alabama, that Heisman helps that. But there's only one thing that will secure him as the greatest quarterback in Alabama, which I do believe he will be if he wins the College Football National Championship. And the numbers would show you that Alabama wins the championship about every other year. They didn't win last year, so what does that tell you? And it doesn't happen often, but Alabama is bringing back both coordinators. And you mentioned the accolades of Nick Saban, and I just want to touch on one more. Alabama has been ranked number one at some point during the season every year since 2008.
0: I mean, so... They lose to Georgia. You know, Nick Saban calls it a, a rebuilding year. Their rebuilding years, they make it to the college football final the, <laughs> championship, the, the SEC
2: champions, yeah, and in the national title and, game. That's a rebuild, and
0: arguably, with a uh, with the receiver going down, who was it? Uh, was it Williams? Uh, James James Williams. Williams? Yeah. To he. he if he goes down, if he doesn't go down, is that a is that a different game? Maybe. That's a rebuilding year. I think most teams would take that all day. But then on top of that, they do lose. So now, you know, like they needed more motivation. But they got it because they lost. And now they're going to be out for blood this year, I think. only thing I have written down for them is, wow, like they needed more motivation.
2: I love it how they're cherry-picking in the transfer portal. Oh, yeah. Yes. Jameer Gibbs, tell us more about the transfers, Parker. Literally, I've written down, remember
1: the name, Jameer Gibbs, because Georgia Tech transfer might be the best player on this roster. And I say might, but if you put a gun to my head, I lean towards he is the best skill player on this offense. And if they win this national championship, if they're that good, this guy could win the Heisman. There are like four guys I really think have a shot at it. This guy was in a terrible Georgia Tech team and looked amazing. He is going to be the talk of the NFL draft next year. He is that talented.
0: I got nothing, guys. <laughs> I, I mean, this is a team that it's gonna be, it's gonna be really difficult for just about anybody in the country to even come anywhere close to beating
2: them. All right, I'll carry you then. The O line. The big men up front allowed 41 sacks and lost Evan Neal to the NFL. Enough about their offense. I want to talk about defense.
1: Before you talk about your favorite thing, I wanted to mention the O-line. Yeah, they gave up a lot. That was nine more sacks than they've ever given up under Nick Saban. And they did what? Fired their online coach.
2: Do you remember who he was?
1: Top of my head, no, I don't.
2: Former Jacksonville Jaguar coach, Doug Marone. He's (sighs) a... He go, <laughs> he go, Dougie Doug. But uh, I thought that was an interesting stat. I I think uh, a year, another year of Bryce Young, he's going to mature into that quarterback spot. And even if the offensive line is worse, I think he's going to be better of eluding the sacks, getting rid of the ball. You know, just throw it away. Don't take the hit. So. It may have been a no talking point, a big nothing burger, as Blake says, but I thought it was interesting to call it out. 41 sacks allowed. Wow. Uh, But defense, they only allowed about 20 points per game. And Parker, they could be better this year. Led by Will Anderson Jr. 33 tackles for loss.
1: In a draft that we're talking about quarterbacks and and it being a – Stroud and Bryce and all these guys, Spencer Rattler, Will Levis. Um, he might be the number one guy in the draft. This guy is a beast. He recorded a pressure or a stop on 20 percent of snaps last year. Think about that. One out of every five snaps, he recorded a pressure or a stop. I mean, that's just hey. was he playing against air? What in the <laughs> hell? I don't know? It's just unbelievable the things that he that he that he can do in this year. I mean, what, what tells you he doesn't get better?
0: And if- I mean, for teams like this, the, the obvious concern is all, always, can you remain focused all year? Because when you're so superior to a lot of the teams that you play, you come across a team and they do every single year playing in the Iron Bowl against a team like Auburn, who by then, according to Parker, might have another coach. And if they're a galvanized team, it's a rivalry game. Who knows what could happen? Can this team stay focused? I think they personally can. I don't think there's going to be really any games on their schedule that are going to be that close.
2: Let me ask Blake about a linebacker. Henry Toa Toa, do you like this man? Do you still have some hard feelings? I don't have any hard feelings at all. I
0: think he's a very talented uh, uh, linebacker. Excuse me. Um, I don't have any hard feelings at all. I mean, uh, and particularly after finding out of the train wreck that was the Jeremy Pruitt era, I, I can't blame him if he has the opportunity to go to Alabama and flourish there. I mean, hes I think he's a fine young man. I think he's a great football player, and he'll be a great football player at the next lo-
2: level. Parker, you have any memories of Tua Tua? And that's a no. He says no. But I know who he does want to speak about. He wants to speak about the best name in the SEC cornerback for Alabama, Kool-Aid McKinstry. I'll be serving some Kool-Aid up in the secondary for Alabama.
1: Sorry there, fellas. I dropped off. I heard secondary, so I'm just going to take it with – I just assume you said Kool-Aid because Kool-Aid is the man (laughs) and we should all be drinking it in because this guy is going to be an absolute star. This guy was a freshman. At Alabama and started half the season, like that does not happen, right? Like you've got to be something special. He's going to take the next step. He is going to be elite. And I, I missed out what Blake was talking there on on uh, Toa Toa. And I know some Tennessee fans are and and uh, excuse me if I jump on your toes if y'all are going to say this, but are burned for him going over there. If transfers of anyone should be burned with Alabama, it's the Bulldogs. Because the Bulldogs had wide receiver Jermaine Burton on their team last year, won the national championship, and guess where he's at now, and guess where he's probably going to be the number one receiver at? Bama.
2: Whoops.
0: Well, that should be interesting, particularly because it seems like, from what everybody's saying, if my math is correct, they should be meeting each other again in Atlanta at the SEC championship. I've got them going 12-0, and guys.
2: Their favorites in all twelve games by the Vegas. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm hoping for losses. I'm hoping for multiple losses. I'm hoping for Vandy sneaking up on them. <laughs> but I'm not predicting it. I'm going twelve and zero. Roll Tide. You would assume the best team in college football would
1: be able to beat Alabama, but while I sat here and gushed over Clemson's front seven, Alabama has the best defense, to line and secondary combo in the country right now. Alabama is projected to have the most ever players drafted in the first five rounds next year, 12-0. and 0. And I don't think it's close.
2: So we've got a consensus of Alabama versus Georgia again, right, in the SEC yeah. title game.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm going to be honest, I just don't see it being as close of a game as it was. I think that the, the Crimson Tide, barring anything crazy like what happened to Jamison Williams, uh, I think they run away with this one. I think this is their year. I mean, I think they'll both get in the college football playoff. Uh, but I think Bama ends up taking the SEC championship.
1: Unless Stetson Bennett just goes off, I don't think that they can win this game. In fact, I we can do a, a projection on this later, but I don't think Georgia's in the Nash, in the playoff. And, and I don't
2: either. I want to okay. tell you who I think's in it, though. I still think there are two SEC teams. Parker, you yourself? You just see one?
1: I see uh, one SEC team. Okay.
2: I've got two. It's got to be Kentucky. If you go back and listen to our East predictions, you know it's not Kentucky. I'm joking. (laughs) Under the arm of Will Levis. I've got uh, Alabama rolling in the SEC title game. And if, if. Texas A&M goes 11 and 1. I think somehow they're the fourth team. That's the a big only if. a big if. The,
1: the only way Alabama doesn't roll in the, in the SEC Championship game is if they enter it undefeated and Georgia enters it with one loss and it doesn't matter. I mean Alabama obviously wants to be the number 1 seed, but but what are they like, "Eh, we take our foot off the brake a little off the gas a little bit because it we're in either way, right?"
0: That's just not very (laughs) Saban-like.
1: No, no, no. I'm just saying in the realm of possibilities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. SEC East and West in the books, guys. We appreciate you joining us tonight for our 2022 SEC Western Division prediction show, including... The championship results. Who we think is going to be there? Sounds like everybody thinks the Alabama Crimson Tide are going to be rolling to a victory there in Atlanta. But guys, on your way out, go ahead and click that like and subscribe button down below. Give us a rumble on Rumble. Follow us on all of our social media: Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Catch all the audio versions of our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, fellas. Final thoughts.
2: I want to see in Alabama, I want to see the student section rise up for Kool-Aid's corner and dress up like the Kool-Aid man all over the place. Hey, I'm on board, man. Kool-Aid
1: is the man. Starting freshman, bring it on. Ole Miss finished second in in this division, but it's not close. It's Bama all the way, and it hurts my soul. Can we just have Bama unexpectedly go six and six? That'd be fantastic.
0: <laughs> hey, if that's the case, then Tennessee might have a chance. You never know. I don't know. Crazier things would be have to happen too on there. But hey, my final thought is I'm going ahead and tell you bold prediction, Mike Leach might have to look for a new job by the end of the year. Go big orange.